in life for free But you can give them to the birds and bees I want money GM friends, you are listening to the Broom Closet, where we go deep with the biggest NFT collectors in the game. It's time to quit paper handing all your blue chip plays and learn the insights and strategies of the diamond hand holders. And for all of you artists, new and old, this is the place to hear what the big buyers are really looking for and the red flags they are aiming to avoid. My name is Mofo. I'm a longtime crypto investor, NFT collector, and the founder of the Gotham Apes Project. With me is my co-host, the legendary artist and mastermind behind the Phantom Punks, OG Sarge. What's up, buddy? What's going on? What's going on? Uh, today is a very special edition of the Broom Closet. We have the legend, Tinfoil. Um, tinfoil, some of you might not know, is the godfather of Phantom NFTs. Um, he is the one source of information that we all go to to get the most alpha on any projects being launched on phantom and now cross chain as well so really doesn't need much of an introduction but glad to have you here buddy dude i appreciate it big time boys couple legends uh i love what you guys are doing this broom closet thing is awesome it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. You know, this is episode six. We've done this uh, about five times. Uh, the concept, as you all know, is bring on collectors to, you know, give the alpha on what other collectors should be looking for. And again, even more important, what artists need to do to be successful in this space, because it is, um, it's not just art, although art is a big, big part of it. And it's always about the art. Did we lose? Maze. Did we lose him? Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? There he is. There right, he is. Let's, let's, let's back. kick this off uh, with with a con with a giveaway. Uh, here's how to win. All you need to do is retweet, like, and tag a friend on my pinned tweet in my profile. I'll run a Twitter pick in about ten minutes. Uh, I am going to give away uh, a sick individual obsession sold out in two Ooh. minutes. Uh, I'll give away one of those in about ten minutes. Just go to my profile. Uh, retweet, like, tag a friend, and uh, I'll do a Twitter picker in about 10 minutes. So, um, Tinfoil, tell us a little bit about your NFT journey. Uh, you've been around probably a lot longer than most people. Uh, I think our listeners would love to hear about it. Yeah, so my NFT journey uh, happens pretty quickly into me getting into crypto, actually. Um, probably less than six months into crypto. Uh, I start learning about Axie Infinity, oddly enough, was my gateway drug. Now, the reason I say that is because I have two little brothers uh, that are 14 and 12. Uh, and they're both big gamer kids, nonstop Roblox, Minecraft, Fortnite. Um, so I was getting, when I first got into the idea of NFTs and here with Axie, was this like the idea of owners? ownership of digital assets and and then these game fi assets could be potentially one day like traversable onto onto different platforms and, you know i had the understanding pretty early that like i could buy a a call of duty skin one day and then 
potentially use that in uh, some other first-person shooter game. Um, and I thought that was so interesting. And then I know, like, my little brothers, you know, every, whatever holiday it is, uh, we got them little gift cards, Roblox money and Minecraft money. So they completely understand the idea of turning what we would call real dollars into some form of magic internet money, buying some form of, of skin or gun or map, whatever, um, that they would then hold. And it's funny because I listen to my little brothers talk about, you know, these skins that they have from the second season of Fortnite that are like way more rare now because, you know, it's, it's from the second season of Fortnite. And what kills me is the idea of that there was no way to get any of that value back. You know, it's like specifically in the rules of, you know, you can't sell your account. You can't sell your account for dollars. You can't sell anything for dollars. Mm -hmm. So I got into axes and was like, all right, I'm going to start buying some of these characters. Hopefully I can get my little brothers playing with these NFTs and maybe we can kind of move them into this industry. Turns out I didn't do that at all. I, I bought the characters. I was playing the game myself. Didn't really, they, they didn't really take kind to the game very much. Um, but then that, that to me, it opened the door of this idea of just digital assets um, and, and collecting. So that's when I started kind of getting into the art stuff. Uh, luckily enough, I, I, I was already in Phantom. So the first project I find on Phantom uh, was the Bit Umans. Minted them. Through that, I found the Umans on ETH. And, and that was like why I fell in love with, with NFTs was like going through a collection of 999 of these pieces. You know, there was no rarity chart, no nothing. It was just like, all right, this is my opportunity to go through and pick which ones I enjoy the most. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you start to realize like, oh, this I don't, I'm noticing that this trait doesn't pop up that often. So I spent hours picking out my humans. And then uh, yeah, that was when I felt I really fell in love with NFTs. That's a great story. And I think it's, uh, it, it's cool how... Um it was kind of inspired by the younger generation, which, you know, for myself, uh, I'm a little on the older side. Uh, yeah, I'm not an old man. Uh, I'm not an old man, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, but, uh, you know, but I am on the older side and often I find like, it's hard to be, uh, you know, on the cutting edge on what the next coolest thing is. And, you know, going to a younger generation, seeing what they are spending hours and hours of their life on, uh, is, is a great source of kind of inspiration on, on, on what you can build and, and where you should go. That's a, it's a huge indicator in my opinion. Hey, uh, uh, let me just, uh, Tinflo, I just was curious, how did you find Phantom? Was it through so, Uman on ETH moving to Phantom or was it separate from that? No. So I came in as a Bitcoin maxi, but was listening to a bunch of podcasts, like talking about the other, uh, currencies like cryptos and ETH. It was actually, a, I think it was like the bankless podcast, where I was really starting to kind of, I was doing some token trading, um, starting to learn about other chains and what they were coming up with. And I'll never forget, it was Badger Dow. Badger Dow was doing a podcast with the Bankless guys. And they had uh, said, I was bullish on them at the time. And they had said that they had done all of their test net on Phantom's mainnet. And then like, he kind of mentioned something about like, you know, Phantom is like your favorite blockchain's favorite blockchain. And like, that just stuck with me. And I'd, at the time, Yearn, it just happened to work out that Yearn was way more expensive than Bitcoin at the time. Yeah. And I, so it, it just brought up this intrigue of like, well, what's this Yearn thing? 
And that's how I find out about Cronier. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, Cronier is actually like Phantom. This is his little baby that he's kind of hush-hush about. So that, that, to be honest, that's how I got linked to Phantom. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, similar uh, finding Cronier was involved was, was my catalyst as well. So I was just curious. I, you know, we've known each other a while now, and I just never really understood or knew how you, you found Phantom. I always thought it was through Uman and her, her mint, but um, cool, man. Yeah, I was sitting on a, I was sitting on Phantom playing with the F wallet when that's all we had back yep. when Phantom was I think I first got in at seventeen cents. Yep. We didn't have spookier spirit yet. There was nothing. Uh, uh, so much has happened in the past year. Uh, you know, so much has happened. It's 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 wild. I mean, I I I bought my first gosh, what was my first mint? I think it was like eight bit netizens. Uh, so, you know, six months ago, eight months ago, you know, so, uh, maybe not even eight. It's it it was not that long ago. Um, and I bought some like nights and, you know, bought a bunch of things and it was just, you know, kind of instant addiction. Uh, and I, I, I give a lot of credit to the community because, you know, once you get in this community, it's, you know, you meet great people, you meet great artists, you get involved, uh, you know, you want to be part of it. And I think the, the Phantom community is, is strongest, certainly in that area. Uh, and the NFT side of things is just, you know, really incredible. So tell me, Tell us, you know, what do your friends and the family think about NFTs? Are they supportive, dismissive? Do they, do they, you know, laugh at you about it or, you know, are they into it? Well, uh, so there was a lot of laughing in the beginning and it, it's kind of funny because I, I, I tell this story, but like my dad, right. COVID hits. It's like that October, the year afterwards, my dad, uh, wins a lottery ticket on his birthday for a hundred grand. Wow. And I come from a family that has rented everything forever. Uh, so like for us, that was like a, a massive thing. Um, and you know, my dad and I had sat down and talked and it was like, this is an opportunity to like turn some of this into like more money and, and potentially change lives here. Uh, we had the adult conversation. Uh, I brought up, I brought up this idea of Bitcoin. I just started getting into it and DCAing and was seeing some pretty good gains. What, what price was that when you were talking? I got into Bitcoin at 13. So we're probably talking at 15 K. So the next, it's like the, the following Monday, uh, you know, he's calling his brothers, his brothers have a little bit of money. So he's calling his brothers, asking them what, what are they doing? Uh, so they're kind of giving them some stock advice sort of thing. Then they're like, just, well, call your, uh, call your banker guy and see what you can get for like tax-free stuff. So I'll never forget my dad with me standing right behind him, like ask my Asked the banker guy, like, yo, my son's been talking about this Bitcoin stuff. Like, should I put some money into this? And the guy goes, hell no, Brad. Like, you just told me that you're, like, not a fan of risk. And, like, you just brought up Bitcoin to me. And so my dad immediately just, like, kind of looks over his shoulder, kind of laughs at me. And then that they completely went away from the conversation of Bitcoin. I'll never forget the next weekend. Bitcoin ran to, like, 25000 and then took a... Or went to thirty, and then took a drop to te- uh, to twenty k. The following Monday, my dad calls the banker guy. Now know that you know bitcoins are still up five k from when we first had our conversation. Uh, he calls. He still doesn't decide what to do with the money. He calls banker guy. Banker guy goes, "Do you see what just happened over the weekend? Like Bitcoin just tanked, you know, thirty percent." So immediately, that's the ammunition. My dad's like, "All right, no, I'm not doing the Bitcoin thing." So I think he ended up putting like, he did everything wrong with the money possible. 
um, <laughs> you know, RRSP that's guaranteeing 6%. Meanwhile, inflation's over 11% in Canada. Like just, so it, there's been, and to continue this, I've sold pieces. I've sold NFTs for more money than my dad won the lottery for. Wow. So, so that's, <laughs> that's where we get into like, uh, we've had some quiet dinner times. <laughs> so uh, you know, that, that, that question actually comes up later, but I'd, I'd love to just get it now. Like, you know, what is, what's your biggest flip? You know, what, what did you sell for, uh, you know, for more than a, a lottery ticket? Well, so I had my first big one, my first big, big one. I had a couple of smaller ones where I was like, you know, turn uh, a couple hundred dollars into a couple grand, like, a, you know, get a one ETH from something. But I sold one of, it was the teleportation hole, which is one of the one-on-one environment pieces in Uman's collection. I sold it for 20 ETH, which at the time was 85 grand. Wow. U.S., so again, that's like fucking at the time, like 110,000 Canadian. So that one was more than my dad's lottery ticket. Amazing. Then I ended up selling uh, a joint bit human for 50K Phantom. At the time, Phantom was 220. So it was about 140K at the time. Then I sold uh, one of the alien brewmaster pieces. Umans and uh, Strange Brews collection. I sold one of those for 15k Phantom, and Phantom was like two and a half dollars. Jesus. Uh, Did, and I put every fucking, and I put every dollar of back into NFTs. <laughs> yeah, of course. Did you did you list them intending to sell, or you just threw them out there and let them sit? And if they sold, great. I, I just have you know personally just have so much trouble listing anything. For sale, yeah. I don't know. I don't so know. I, that's that that is my thing. I, I list stuff for sale where it's like, okay, maybe I won't care if it sells at this price. Right. I I, I'll, I can't lie. Like, there's seeing that teleport. I no, even if I got a hundred and ten grand, you know, I'll whatever. When I see that uh, that piece in somebody else's wallet, it kills me. I know. I was gonna ask. Has it? Traded it fucking kills me. Yeah, you know, it kills me. <laughs> I know. I'm like. Uh, uh, I'm curious if it's uh, traded hands since the your transaction. Have, have you been following it or no? No, I don't think it's traded hands since. Um, yeah. I know. I think that guy's a, a just a big collector. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so, so you know, the alpha here for our listeners, what I'm hearing is that you know, I think it would be hard to say that you are not a you know successful you know NFT investor collector with some sales like that. Um, but not so much on the trading, flipping, you know, buying a mint, selling it for double that mint or whatever. Oh, but, God, no. You know, getting the best pieces that you can, putting them, putting them out there for sale, you know, having them on market, but at a price where you're like excited it's sold. Um, but, you know, you know, you're, you're okay if it goes at that price, but, uh, you know, but not, you know, not undercutting the floor. Yeah, no, for me, it's like, I, I I don't do much of the flipping stuff at all. Like, it, it's very much like I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm just buying something, listing it at prices that I, that I hope, uh, or that I'd be kind of happy if it sold at. The big thing is, is then it's trying to bring value to that project that you just bought into. That's the, the major key to this is that I don't. So let's go back to Umans for a second. We're on the, we're, I don't even find Umans yet. I, I'm on, I find bit Umans. 
and I mint 15 of them to start. Then I find the Umans and I buy a bunch of them. Then I come back to bit Umans. This is like a couple months later. It still hadn't minted out. Then I kind of, I aped the mint. Another like, th- I think I minted another like 45. Uh, was telling people about it. Then I literally just started messaging anybody that I knew that like was into NFTs that you it was just like, yo, have you heard of this mint? Uh, go mint this. If you, if you, if you, it, but once it minted out, it was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give you a bit Uman. So I gave out 40 bit Umans. Yeah. You were giving them out. And you know what? I remember, uh, for me, I watched your YouTube video of you minting them. I, th- I'm pretty sure. And that's why I minted them. Like I wouldn't even know they were, it was something unless I didn't, you know, unless I, uh, watched your video. Cause I only minted two at the time. At, at that time I was still stacking my phantom. I wasn't willing to just spend it on anything random, you know? Yeah. Uh, fuck. So I minted two. What a, what a loser. You had 40 yeah, no. plus. Well, I, I must, I had over 60 and I oh gave away, I gave away at uh, like 40 to 45. And then like, I, I basically got, I get, like I got down to five. I, I'm at five now, and like it's like so hard to get another one now. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a... <laughs> but like it took, you know, it, it, uh, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, okay, what would that project have been if I hadn't had done all of that, like work and effort, and like put all that stuff into it? Oh, um, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, you definitely so it's like, brought more wallets in, into the, you know, into Phantom. I mean, that was just. Uh, charity work right there that was incredible for sure but we say charity work but at the same time i benefited huge from it so like yeah. that's where that's that's, the, that's, the, that's the alpha for collectors is that that's like that when you ape something go bring fucking value to it because th- that's where you're going to see your wins yep yep absolutely bring more eyes i mean some of our past guests you know trippy steve is probably one of the most generous nft collectors that you know out there Hundred uh, percent. You know, gives away things like crazy, brings people into the ecosystem. Love that strategy. Real quick, we've got a winner on the first uh, giveaway uh, for the uh, sick individual obsession. It is Zavi Zed who is listening now. Oh, uh, yes. I, I will DM you after the show, sir. Uh, thank you for entering and thank you for being a listener. So, you know, as it relates to um, you know strategies and and things to look out for. Um, what are the common mistakes that new projects make? Um, and you know, what are the red flags that you look for that, you know, make you immediately say, ah, I'm going to pass on this one. For me, it's like, I, I just, I'm, I'm still kind of the same way I always have been. Like when I first came up in the space is like, I, I, I get to talk to everybody and like, I, I try to talk to everybody. So like my way of, of getting alpha is by like talking to the team behind the project. So like I, I really honestly base most of my investments on who I talk to, um, you know if I if I believe in the person behind the project, uh, that's a, that's a big big point going forward. But even there's a point where I can believe in in somebody, but I also want to see you trying to be like building a brand. Like I think I look at NFTs as like uh, as these new brands that are being built. Um, so I. When I, as a collector, like I want to see you building a, a brand, like if, if your styles, if you can find us your style as an artist, you can do many different collections, but if you can find that style where people can kind of look at it and go, Oh, I kind of, I know who, I know who did that piece. Um, for me, that that's like number one, if I'm getting that vibe, 
then I'm probably going to ape it. Uh, and it's, it's little things like some like humans and it kind of goes back to the idea of like dear parents and, you know, have faith in, in NFTs. And like my parents are with me all the time when I'm rocking around at the trailer park and I got my Uman hat on and like, they get to see everybody going like, Hey, that's an amazing hat. Where'd you get it? And it's like, Oh, it's this NFT artist. Like you start to realize that like when people are pointing that out, all right, well, if she moves into fashion, like that's part of a brand. Like this becomes a a massive brand at that point. Absolutely. Crossover. Crossover is a huge opportunity. You're seeing it in some of the bigger ETH projects for sure, uh, where, you know, the the big names are dropping, you know, physical merch, you know, shirts, jackets, uh, hoodies, whatever. And I think there's a, there's a huge opportunity there for sure. When you, when you can create a community, and you can create um, you know, excitement about what you're building and, you know, people enjoy the style, the look, the feel. I mean, you know, art is art and you know, the, the possibilities are endless when you, uh, you know, when you really put something amazing out there. Something I do want to bring up, though, uh, as an artist, I do think there's a massive benefit. And it's just me kind of stepping back, looking at, at the projects that seem to be the most successful. Um, there's an aspect to the copyright stuff. I think the, the projects that seem to be the most successful kind of give away their their art not in terms of like i'm giving you free art it's in terms of like i'm giving you the rights to do with this art what you please uh i think that's where you start to the most successful projects really have that because now it incentivizes people to to try to to build that brand now i have an an incentive to try to to help you build a brand. Even if I'm making, if I'm taking one of my NFTs and making merch, yeah, you're not making money off that merch, but how many people are buying, how many people are buying these t-shirts that might then want one of these NFTs or one of your pieces of work? Yeah, no, I agree. But I also have seen, uh, you know, I believe that I've seen that there are certain limitations. They do give rights to, uh, to use it, to create, you know, projects, you know, similar to it. Um, But if I recall some of the, um, and I'm not a contract lawyer, but I've, I've read through some of them uh, lightly. And, you know, if they do something that, you know, could hurt the brand, um, you know, they can often try to put a stop to it. You know, for example, if someone wanted to, you know, make a, a board ape porno club or something, or you know, something that was, you know, not necessarily what they wanted uh, you know, within the realm, um, they can, you know, you know, stop it. Uh, not all cases, but I think that I've, I've read, uh, you know, a couple um, licensing uh, deals that, that limit it in some way. What do you think? No, of that? Th- there goes my whole idea. Oh, well, I, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's, you know, this is the wild west. I think there's going to be, you'll see projects that like, I'm intrigued to see how it all plays out. Cause I think part of like an NFT, it's almost like a, it's kind of like a board seat. So like if if you, I think natural things will play out. Like if you created something that really went against the brand, yet do you think everybody in that community is going to enjoy you if you're going against the brand that they're all invested in? And then are you really want to going to be a part of that community? So self-selection almost. Yeah. So it's like if you're if you're going to make a brand to try to sabotage something, well then I think you're just going to have a lot more problems. Like you're going to end up having ten thousand people that are real pissed off at you. Especially crypto uh, Twitter. Yeah, you know, no one wants the. No one wants a ten thousand person mob, uh, you know, blowing them up, trying to dox them and make their life miserable. Uh, we've seen that happen, <laughs> yeah, exactly. seen that happen yeah. a lot. Exactly, yeah. So, what are you know? 
we, we talk about sources for finding new projects. Everyone says, you know, kind of the same things, Twitter, Discord, um, you know, some NFT blogs and that sort of thing. You know, what are some of the, the Twitter accounts, Discord accounts that you would recommend new collectors, new artists, uh, you know, follow or join immediately for, you know, for all the good info and all the good stuff they're sharing? Uh, yeah, I will caveat that with, uh, every single guest that we've had so far has listed you on that list. Uh, who would you list? Yeah. So I, I mean, I appreciate you saying that. Um, I've got a couple of awesome ones that a uh, community, I mean, everybody in here, uh, for the most part, as I scroll through this, uh, some PFPs in here, everybody in here is a great follow. <laughs> so I'd start with that, but then you get into uh, some of my favorite accounts to watch right now. Um, I love Ambo ghosty. If you're looking for, just somebody that will post about a snipe, um, like a great piece that they found on paint swap. That's, you know, auctions ending soon or something like that. Uh, I really like what, uh, what Ambo posts. Um, I love South and, and his podcast, the, the going South podcast. I think he's super tapped into, to many different discords and communities. Uh, and he's su super bright mind as well. So he's another guy I really like to follow. I really enjoy the that new NFT DGENs account that is uh, creating YouTube content and stuff. The, yeah, that's amazing. Their threads, incredible. Uh, I can say that I, I didn't attend the... Uh, I was up at the trailer, so I couldn't attend the Southern Empire uh, launch party. And in two minutes, I knew exactly what was going on with Southern Empire all through you know them putting together an awesome thread. That's how about cool. How about uh, for the other chains? Is there is there a tinfoil for Avax? Or are you the tinfoil for Avax? Uh, no, so there is a couple guys that I really, really love. Um, Necessary Growth, uh, Naldo. Uh, he's one of my favorite community members. He's kind of like the team lead at Frosty Web 3, which is kind of... Uh, man, I, 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 we, you don't, we don't have something on, like, on... We don't have something like that on Phantom yet. It's like a educational group... Uh, they've got devs, artists, collectors, all kinds of people, and they're literally teaching each other their skills so that oh, wow. everybody becomes a builder. So necessary growth is a big one. Um, Bubba, uh, which I'm, I'm trying to think, what is his thing? Bubba, uh, Bubba Crypto 23 is another guy. So he's part of that frosty team. Absolutely love him. Um, Another big one for AVAX is uh, Hoops. His name's Hoops. He's a big basketball coach. Um, he rocks a chicken, but he's a, a big Twitter Spaces guy. Uh, but I've really been tapped into Twitter Spaces, to be honest. That's that's kind of where I've been getting a lot of information because I've seen some Twitter Spaces that are set up like rapid fire, where it's just projects get three minutes to come up and talk. Boom, 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 boom. Those are awesome. Then you got the more long form conversations where you get to, to kind of really hear the passion behind an artist for a half hour. Uh, yeah. Twitter, Twitter and spaces and, and hanging out, just watching your favorite accounts. And when those little purple circles go around their profile picture, click it and start listening. Yeah. I was going to, so are you more on Twitter spaces than you are uh, discord? Yeah. I, I've moved, I've, I've very much moved my attention to, to Twitter spaces for the most part in terms of like, it's the phantom community that's buried in discord. And in terms of projects, I've already probably spoken to the team behind the project at some point. So I already kind of know what I'm getting into. Right. Uh, so for the most part, I, I turn my attention to Twitter. Oh, boy. So I'm going to spend more time on Twitter now. Thank you.
<laughs> I've, I've, I've done the same. You know, we you know, over at the Gotham Apes uh, uh, Discord, I've, I've definitely kind of taught myself and set it up and uh, you know, interact with it you know, on a daily basis. But a lot of time spent on you know Twitter Spaces and Twitter. Uh, you know, I kind of joke with people that you know five years ago, you know three years ago, even if you told me uh, that I would spend you know half my day on Twitter and Discord uh, and it, and it, and the other half you know building the project. Uh, I would probably laugh at you because I was not an active Twitter user five years ago. Um, uh, and I, I Discord, the first time I've even used Discord, uh, it's been, you know, less than a year. Um, but Twitter, you know, Twitter is just, you know, such a, an amazing resource for finding new projects and, um, and just connecting with the community, uh, you know, throwing up giveaways. Oh, speaking of giveaway, Sarge, it's your turn for a Twitter picker. All right on. What are you giving away today? And uh, just remind people how to enter for our listeners. All righty. Uh, let's see. What should I give away? Uh, how about, you know, one of, okay, how about a little dino gang, a very slept on project, uh, King Dino. Recently minted out? No, no still minting. Uh, and he's not doing rarity until it mints out. And I'm sitting on 32 of these bad boys. So I'd like to see the rarity on him already. So let's uh, give one of those away. All you need to do is like and just retweet the uh, pin tweet in my profile. And we'll do that in, what do you say, 10 minutes? 10 minutes. I'll do the Twitter picker. 10 minutes. Uh, There you go. Let's go get it. Sorry, I was just on mute. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about strategy here. Uh, What are the indicators um, you know, that, you know, really make you want to invest in a project. We kind of talked about that. I think it's worth, you know, digging into a little bit more, um, you know, anything that, you know, beyond, you know, um, community or physicals or, you know, the art itself or, uh, you know, doxed founders, you know, I'm talking more kind of the nuts and bolts, you know, mm. what, what, what items there are you kind of looking for uh, that, you know, make you uh, interested? Um, I am glad you brought up Docs Founders because I do, I do, I do like that. Um, it's just it, we're being in the space for a while now. It's just like we're at the point where you want to kind of meet the people behind the PFPs. It's like nice knowing. Uh, there's a trust aspect to that, obviously. Like, I, it devastates me that I haven't been able to go down to these events with everybody and 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 kind of meet face to face with. So I think, I think that is a, a kind of a big factor. Um, for me, a lot of it is is an art style. I, I really, I want to see an art style that like can, I can potentially picture as like a brand. Um, and it doesn't have to be like the most elaborate art. Uh, a project that does it great is cool. Uh, the cool kids on phantom. So they've got what, four or five different collections out now, but it, they have such a style to them all that you, you recognize any one of those pieces from any of those five collections. And you're like, Oh, okay. I know who I know what project that is. Um, I think that's, that's super awesome. Um, in terms of like utilities and stuff, I'm not really all that big on utilities. I really like art pieces. Um, but then if, if you as founders are just trying whatever you can to, to offer extra stuff, that's an, an added bonus. Um, when I look at like teams that can pivot, um, there's been quite a few projects in the space that uh, the visionary boys is, is a great one that I really like 
there's teams that can, if something's not going right or, or not going as planned, like knowing how to pivot and, and tapping into your community and, and asking your community what, you know, what do we think is best? Uh, I want to see founders that are just tapped into, into their collectors and, and, and the community. That's honestly part of the biggest thing for me. Do you believe that community is utility? I, I have, I have, yeah. this, I have this feeling that like, you know, people are definitely on this push board. Oh, it has to have utility. It has to do something. It has to be stakeable. It has to do all this. And I think that stuff's fine and great, but I am also a believer that if you are good as an artist, uh, as a community builder, you know, people want to feel like they're part of something. They want to back something that they, that they love and believe in. I believe, you know, quality community building is a utility in and of itself. Uh, I, I genuinely think that the utility comes like, yeah, the utility comes from the community. Um, if you want to get into like, you know, board apes, like, you know, the reason they're massive is, is the community, like the community is doing so much shit. You got people that are animating videos of all kinds of different ways. You have all these people that are making these different derivative projects, all different ways. Um, you know, it's not, it's not one of the apes founder. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, it's not one of the apes founder that started a burger joint for board apes. It's like probably, someone probably from an ape owner. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that stuff is, is just huge for me. So, you know, with that, with all that said, um, what are in, I'd love to hear this from, from you too, Sarge, like this week, as we sit here today, what are your two favorite projects out there right now? You know, who should our listeners go out, check out, maybe buy, maybe sweep the floor or at least start tracking. And there's probably so many, uh, but you know, in, in, uh, in, uh, uh, you bastard, time, put just... me on the spot. You bastard. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll no. go first. Sir, if you, if you want to think, um, I was just, you know, teen chimps empire is one that jumps out. Um, you know, they're sort of trying to build an empire, you know, they have metaverse thing going on, um, airdrops, uh, gaming tokens there's all sorts of stuff they're they're trying to work out uh it's been a slower mint but uh i think you know i think they're doing doing it right that way um so that's one team chimps um and then for a one one artist uh heyon lee i would have to say um you know she's got multiple collections she's been around forever and uh I don't know. I just, I just like her art and I feel like, you know, people list her. I was just looking on paint swap and there's some, some listings out there. They're just so cheap for what she does. So I might just go scoop some right now while we do this. But uh, those are, those are going to be my two for today. Yeah. So, okay. All right. I'll, I'll go with, I'll go with underrated then. If I'm, if I'm going with underrated, uh, let's go with auto color Technica. I absolutely love the project. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of cheesed that a few of mine got swept last night, uh, oh. which made me a little more bullish this morning. And I've started to, I just, I seen a project this morning actually on ETH that I, I want to say it's a similar style. I don't think, I think it is n n not, not 10 times as, as good as auto color Technica. And the, it's like double the amount of pieces and the floor is like two ETH. What is so, it? <laughs> uh, it's called Stoneheads, or something. It, it's really nothing impressive at all. I'll find the, I'll find the project, but it is nothing impressive at all. It's just, it's just, it reminds me very much of the Autocolor Technica. And when I compare, uh, yeah, I saw this. Compare, 
The Stoneheads, yeah. Stoneheads, yeah. So, like, to me, it looks like a very awful knockoff version of Autocolor Technica, yet it's double the amount of pieces and at, like, a 2 ETH floor. It's Solana. It looks like it's a Solana project. Oh, it's Solana, okay. Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's Autocolor much cooler than these. But it's on Solana. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, so, so that's one, and then uh, I, I see him in here. But Slotopia, uh, big update's about to get pushed. Yep. You're going to want as many Slotopia pieces as possible sooner than later. Can't sleep that, on the slot. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just going to be so massive for our ecosystem. I'm excited to do, like, our mint parties are about to get hella crazy. Uh, just, just content is going to get that much better because we're going to have a metaverse to go play around in and do this stuff in. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. The foundation finally recognized them. Yeah, know, let's bring that up. Time. Dude, right. I, I don't know if I've been more excited to listen to a conversation. Yeah. I, I like the, the idea of Podtown, Slotopia, and 8-Bit sitting down with the foundation and discussing NFTs in the metaverse. That is going to be an incredible talk. Let's go. Finally. So, you know, uh, this is actually a perfect segue. As you mentioned, Podtown, you know, one of my favorite artists who I'm going to call out right now as... Um, Underrated is the wrong word because she's definitely rated uh, highly. I think her pieces are often scooped at, uh, you know, below what they should be selling at, uh, at Tomb Heads, et cetera. And, and everyone here listening should be checking out uh, Huin Lee, uh, Phantom Meow, um, just an incredible artist. Uh, yep. I, th I think she's got some pieces up on PaintSwap right now. Let me pull it up. Um, the he floor. wasn't listening to me. He wasn't listening to me, was he? Who's that? That's who I said. That that's one of mine. Yeah, yeah. We're sitting oh, on so much, we're sitting on so much hair on the alpha too. So like, you want to get some of her stuff? I, 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 I don't know how I, I don't know how I missed that. I must have been looking something up. Uh, but that, that, that <laughs> was your. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that because she's got a few pieces right now. The floor's at five hundred, and that actually piece I might scoop that right now. No, I already uh, scooped. I just scooped two. Just so. <laughs> it's it, it's so good, and then they're so the cheap. Yeah, collectors yeah. being collectors 500 500 fanti like how can you not it's 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 incredible and you know she's just awesome community member uh, an artist for Podtown, i believe that's that's accurate right yeah um, yep. and then my second one that people need to check out uh, again not underrated um uh you know definitely respected and uh, and admired and sells for a significant uh, amount is uh, repeater and the ego death project i mean you know Ooh. these these two are, are, are definitely worth checking out for people, uh, in my opinion. Hey, should I run that Twitter picker now? Yeah, go, go ahead and run that Twitter picker. All right, um, let's do that. And, uh, you know, call it out when it's ready. Um, I did, I'll, I'll bring up, Gotham, I want to bring up Repeater for a second because I do think Please. that's another opportunity. Uh, if you want awesome art uh, or to support an awesome one-on-one -on -one artist, uh, those Pocket Pal skins... I, yeah, I, I think they're still an absolute steal. Any of those uh, artists' collaboration pocket pal skins, I'd be picking up. Uh, where do you where do you get those? Are they on NFT Key? Uh, what's the collection title? Pocket yeah, pal? I've been looking. I've been looking on NFT Key. Um, I believe they're just called pocket pal skins or custom skins. Oh, you heard it here first, listeners. You better go scoop some of those before our boy Tinfoil does. Sounds like he's actually been uh, been uh, scooping some of them. 
Uh, but I'm going to have to cruise over there and grab a couple myself. Did you guys hear a you know, quick little, little side note, uh, FTM NFT news. I just noticed this as I was going through the various collections. One of the ancestral Uman leaders just sold four days ago for 35,000 Phantom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has to be one of the biggest sales that we've seen in quite a while. Yeah, that's definitely the biggest one we've seen in a while. Uh, I mean, it's one of the, it, it's a top, it's got to be a top seven sale. Yeah, I mean, it's of all time. Um, but, I, think, I think maybe like one or two of the uh, eight bit lands. I mean, again, but that was like four or five months ago. You know, went for a little bit over that, but you know, this is a different market, different time. That's a that's a huge sale. So congratulations, yeah, to Byron. Well, obviously, obviously, congratulations to uh, the owner, which I believe was Uman herself. So that's hey. That's so cool. uh, let me just uh, uh, CJ. I see you listening here. You have one. You're a little dino. Just DM me on Twitter, and I'll send that over to you. Congrats, buddy. Be careful. Make sure you DM them. Uh, I've been scammed before by people with a, like a duplicate looking account hitting me up and saying, "Hey, I won your contest," and I sent them a thing. Uh, and then the real person hit me up later and said, hey, you know, where, where's my thing? So I don't know. I, I actually make it a general rule uh, to DM them first, uh, you know, just to avoid that. All right. All right. I'll do that. Uh, I got I learned, totally, I learned totally that the hard way early days. Yeah. I messed up. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of my horror stories. I messed up in the early days of phantom rocks. I gave away a phantom rock and got scammed on it. So like, I, I didn't even mint the phantom rocks. I got given the Phantom Rocks from the team to do a giveaway. I went to give it away. That got scammed. Gave it to a fucking gave it to the wrong guy, <laughs> and uh, then it ended up being a big shit show. Uh, uh, so I ended up having to give away. I gave away something else. I ended up losing. You know, it was, I was down a few thousand fanties at that time for that. Oh, that's horrible. But I learned. I learned. I learned the hard way. People take advantage of the generosity. It's one. You know, one of the big challenges is. Uh, is the scam stuff and uh, they get really, really good at it. So I'm going to put you on the spot again. Um, and you know, you might need a minute here cause I'm sure there's so many, but what's your absolute crown jewel favorite piece you own right now? And oh, part two cool. is what, what would you love to own, but don't either. It's already sold. It's off market. It's not being sold, but what, what do you wish you owned? Uh, so my crown jewel is my Umen behind me. The one that sits on my wall. It's Umin number one eleven in the ETH collection. So if you were to go into the ETH collection and look at that Umin, it's like clearly a one of one. Uh, it's the only, well, it was her first ever physical NFT. Uh, so the digital is like a one of one. Plus I have the physical behind me, which I, I mean, she's only done three physicals so far. Uh yeah, so I mean that's my that's my crown jewel behind me. Uh, fair to say, fair to say, you will never sell that. You know the. <laughs> so it, this is interesting. This is really interesting because uh, this is where I don't know about like the physical stuff. Because I, I mean, I see myself eventually kind of going a bit nomadic. Um, so the physical is going to be a bit of a problem for me long term. Part of the reason why I like collecting digital's, and that's comes to even today, like. God knows how much money I've spent on physical collectibles that because I've moved 25 times, I don't have any of them anymore. Uh, so yeah. that's part of what I love NFTs is I can collect, I can go across the world, grab somebody's phone, type my seed phrase in, and there's all my collectibles back. Yep. 
Uh, we don't advise uh, people typing their seed phrases on anybody else's phone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> full, 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 full disclaimer here. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I, I will just, you know, add kind of to that is, yeah, I, I've gotten a couple physicals, uh, a couple physicals for the piece that I have. And I think we talk about this each week, um, but it's really hard. And I'm more stationary. I have a house. I've, I've lived here. I got, I got kids. So I'm not probably going anywhere. Probably not nomad lifestyle for the foreseeable future anyways and you know for those pieces that i have physicals for i'm never selling them i have the digital i have the physical i like how they look on my wall um it's just it's like a a holder's dream right it's like you very very tough to get rid of a piece that you own a beautiful you know hand-painted physical of um, well, it's, or, even it's a, or even a print it's funny because i've like thrown around the idea of like well what do i do like what if i what if i sell the di the digital keep the physical does if this if the if the digital circulates around and gets into the right hands that really want this physical attached to it does that make this physical more valuable I and then you just can a market idea right now and then we go the other way around okay. yeah so then we go the other way around where it's like well i'm gonna be moving around a bunch maybe i want to sell the physical which would obviously have a fuck ton of value because it's um painted a physical but then i have the one of one I could keep the one of one digital NFT forever as that continues to gain value in that collection. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. And what, what about if uh, there was a way for people to buy both the physical and the digital? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, love it. Um, so what about the part two of that question? Um, what would you love to own, but maybe it's off market, maybe it's not for sale, maybe you just haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, you know, what's what's the dream scoop? All right, so it's a it's an NFT that I used to own. Uh, that I of course it is. Apparently, paper handed a little early. Um, I mean, I'm, it was a big flip at the time, but somebody scooped it. The Sheriff of DeFi from Clockworky. Oh, you had that? That was, you that was my that. that was my first Phantom NFT. Wow, that one was the first one that was sort of um, that I ever saw on Twitter or, or I don't know whoever posted it at the time, but that was one of the very first visual uh, representations of phantom that I've ever saw, you know? Yeah, man. I, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, I had five early. I had like five of Clocky's like first pieces at one, at one time. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, if you're listening out there and you, do you know who owns it? No, I don't. Well, if you're listening, it might be a, oh, it might be a tweak. Uh, it might be a tweak. Well, you know, you, there, there, there's ways to uh, to hunt it down and, uh, and make an offer. Whoever owns that might be able to might be able to come up. Sounds like you want that back pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody can go find that for me and extort me later. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I mean, you, you've talked about uh, pieces in the, in the past. Anything that you're uh, you're dying to own that you don't own yet? I mean, you have a huge collection. Uh, I mean, you know, I was just think I was just looking through my my paint swap collection here, some of the older pieces that I have, and I I, I always forget that I have this uh, Sep Nightmare Demon Sarge that I need to uh, use as my PFP again pretty soon because it's so badass. And uh, I remember, I don't know why how I got uh, oh, you know what happened in the early days is he sent I, I won one of his pieces at Tomb Heads. And he sent it to the wrong wallet. So oh no. no! 
Yeah, there's a set piece floating around, and it's in some dead wallet that uh, we have no idea how to get to it, you know? Oh, so, no. I know, but, you know, he, to make up for it, he's like, hey, man, let me just make you a Sarge demon. So he did, and it's awesome. Um, I haven't seen that one. I got to check that out. Yeah, I'll, I'll get my PFP here in a little bit just to bring yeah. it back. I'll make yeah, a... Like, uh, I'll make a collector's brag. Uh, that is one of my favorite pieces that I have. Is I have the number one uh, Night- Nightmare Demon. Oh, I had awesome. the, I had the first four, but I I lost them. I only got one left. Got one yeah. left. Well, for me, I'm at some point soon here. I'm gonna get myself a keep it lunatic, um, and I'm gonna get myself a repeater. Ironically enough, uh, you know, one of the artists I'm kind of you know shouting out and, uh, and telling people to go check out, I'm probably just, uh, you know, pumping my, my, uh, uh, my floor price or whatever, but um, both of those are, I need to get a piece from uh, at some point, <laughs> at some, at some point soon. I've, it's I funny mean, you mentioned repeater because I thought somebody just scooped his like number one on paint swap. Uh, yeah. I saw yeah, it today saw for that. a thousand, for a thousand FTM or something. Crazy cheap. Wow. Yeah. yeah someone needs so liquidity. Good. Scoop. Yeah, I don't. I I have you know again looking through my collection. I think I own a piece of every artist on Phantom at this point, <laughs> at least one. I know it. So, so it's kind of tough. I I can't really uh, you know think of one right now that I don't own that I wish I did. Anyway, I take that teleportation hold back too. Yeah. So, yeah, the people who want back. <laughs> Oh gosh, that was a that was a, a a nice sale. I think I actually saw that. I I think Sarge and I both own a one out of one from that collection as well. I own the, like the screening that I. Oh yeah, you at. got you got the one that was down at South by Southwest. South by Southwest, I, I took that one. That's um, a great piece. And Sarge has kind of a matching one. It's it's you know different, obviously, but a, a very similar style. Um, oh, I've got a, I've got a list right now at fifty ETH. If anyone wants to, you know, go ahead and, and scoop that, I would be sad to see it go. But at, uh, at fifty ETH, that's uh, hey, that's, you that's know what? Example of one of those prices where you're like, okay, I, can I want to bring up a, a potential steal if somebody's got the liquidity because I would have been I, I'd be all over it. I just can never save up any liquidity. Uh, I, I feel like the, there's the number one Umin, and I God, I think it's only sitting at like one or two ETH. But like, it is the number one Umin. Really? Yeah, at two ETH, and it's like, oh, if I had any kind of liquidity, I'd be all over it. So I just swapped some Phantom for ETH because I was gonna buy a Goblin Town at two point seven ETH, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna wait tomorrow. Maybe it'll be two five, right? Where is it now? It is. It is. It is priced at one point two five ETH. The number one world of Umin. And it's got my favorite eyes and everything. Scooping. Fuck. Scooping. <laughs> Good call, Sarge. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Well, number we need one. someone in the family to have it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's fucking gorgeous. I just pulled it up. I don't have liquidity right now. Otherwise, I'd be, <laughs> be gas boring with you right now for it, Sarge. I, I do. I do. Where, where do I find it? <laughs> oh, you don't, you don't have it. There we go. Let me see if I can convert. Convert. <laughs> the war. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's both way. I mean, looking at the floor, you know, when the floor is point three, but we got news coming probably yeah. the next couple of days about New York. It's gonna uh, blow it up. Yeah, to think that the number one is sitting at 
1.25. And like, this is the one thing about, I got to stress about the Uman collection is like, she put all of these together one by one. Like she, each one of these Umans was like, she assembled the traits and uploaded it to OpenSea. This was like before her bit Umans were like a generated thing where she knew how to put all the traits in a code and generate them. But this one was like her just slaving away at, all right, I've made the traits. Let's start assembling each piece and upload it to OpenSea. Wow. 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 That's, so probably, why, that's probably why there's no rarity or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, back to kind of, you know, the section of the show that we call the broom closet, um, you know, talking about floors, uh, you know, Sarge usually would pull up, uh, you know, one of these bots that, uh, you know, kind of calls out what's moving. Uh, but, you know, what have you noticed, uh, you know, what projects floors are moving this week? And, you know, why do you think that is? Uh, well, I, I've been noticing, I mean, our, the Pollock classes, the, blah, yeah. blah, 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 the Pollock classes have been go going crazy. Um, I noticed Visionary Boy uh, was kind of moving the other recently day. Recently sold out. Recently sold out. That's, that could be why. Oh, that's awesome. Because, yeah, I was seeing the his like kind of Gen 1, Gen 2 Phantom Boys. They were starting to move because the Vision token, I guess, is coming. They've got a whole platform coming out. Um, so, yeah, they were kind of getting scooped up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know anything about them because I haven't really dove into the project too much. But the FTM Frogquarian, the the Frogquarian, the, the little pixel yeah. frog. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, those, those are things, always moving. Those things have been going nuts. Uh, and then, I mean, the bit shadows. I ended up losing two bit shadows immediately after that party because uh, I wasn't paying attention. I was at the trailer and had them listed. And <laughs> I pulled my. I had four listings just to throw out there, and I just pulled them because I'm just like, no way, I want to sell these. They're too yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm only. I'm fucking down to two left, and I'm not happy about it. Oh man, I got like twenty three of those, twenty four of those. And I mean, for, I mean, for us, for potluck, like we've just been having crazy volume with like necro uh, obsession on both chains. Like the the uh, I don't know how to say it. The reception that Avax has given us has been just incredible, uh, and it's you can tell it's resonating. Like there are some big members of their communities, like the leaders of some of their marketplaces are now rocking necros as PFPs. And like, that's starting to become a big thing over there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I just going through uh, NFT key, you know, for our listeners, you know, the big movers this week, you know, unsurprising is uh, ancestral Uman's, uh, the Uman leader popped up because it was, you know, one big fat sale of, you know, 35,000 Phantom. Uh, of course, sick individuals obsession, uh, you know, get in there and go scoop some of those. Those are going to be, those are going to be valuable. I, I, I can see those 10 X thing. I can see those with a 400 FTM floor, you know, sometime over the next you know 12 months, six months as he continues to build. Also just a great guy. He's tied into the potluck e ecosystem, which is super bullish. Uh, as you mentioned, the Pollock Platinum Passes have been moving like crazy. They got, you know, the floor price went nuts on those. And sorry, um, Gothma, I just want to bring it up for a second, because that artist, Phyrexis, is having unbelievable success on AVAX. So he did this collection for us, and then he was launching a few one-of-ones on PaintSwap and just wasn't getting any traction at all. Mm -hmm. Went over to Campfire, 
has started auctioning these cards off on Campfire. Good luck getting your hands on one of these. It's insane. I think he's at least like eight or nine in now. Uh, wow. And they go for crazy amounts, like five to ten AVAX at times. That's awesome. I mean, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you, you don't hit off somewhere and you're just, you know, can't be kept, you know, uh, somewhere else. It's, it's an interesting thing. Um, you know, I actually meant to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the, uh, you know, we, we can talk about this later, but, uh, you know, the whole goblin thing was just, you know, super wild. Yeah. Um, you know, I think everyone on this show has probably seen or watched or tracked it and probably missed that move. Um, but you know, the way that people react to certain projects, it's, it's, it's almost unduplicatable. It's, you know, that whole viral nature of things, you know, where, you know, you, you do one thing, it, do, it flops, you do one thing and it goes absolutely bonkers. So it's you know, definitely an interesting concept that I've been trying to wrap my head around and study and, and learn and, and I'm interested in the human psychology behind, uh, collections that just, you know, skyrocket. The goblin's been going so crazy. Uh, I remember, it was like two days ago. I seen it at four ETH, and now today it's at six ETH floors. No, it was it's going, two and it's a going half to... night. Two nights ago, I woke. I just. I was gonna wait. I was gonna do it, and then uh, it just left me. I, I, saw, a, like, I saw an A today. Yeah, wow. there's a there's another one though. It's called For the Culture. Okay, and this one is gonna be. Uh, she's actually giving back 0.01 ETH to all minters. And so you're actually going to get a free mint, the NFT, but you're going to also get your money back. I'm sure gas will be a bit, little bit more than that, but um, it's called For the Culture. Check it out because I think uh, Friday is going to be the mint and it's already just exploding. I mean, their their Discord went from zero to 65,000 members in two wow. days. So uh, yeah. all these free mints and all this stuff that's happening in this bear market is you got to just be on Twitter early in the morning, I guess, and try to jump in and be, get in on the whitelist as soon as you can, get in their discords. Yep. And then there's so much opportunity. I mean, that's exactly what Goblins did. And now you have 10 grand in your pocket, USD, if you sold one, you know? So. Here's here's one interesting thing actually to discuss here for you know, our listeners. I'd love to get your thoughts on it. Um, you know, I've, I've recently been you know, paying a bunch of attention to uh, the ETH market. I'm, you know, FTM Maxi for life. Um, but it's really interesting trying to compete through gas wars and understanding the competition tools that, you know, some of these you know, big traders are using. We are super, super at a disadvantage. If you don't fully understand and grasp and track, you know, what the gas prices are, how much you need to spend, because the simple settings on MetaMask of, you know, slow market aggressive will get you nowhere on some of these big pump mints, you need to you need to know and understand um, you know how much to allocate. And um, you know, I use an example. I was successful in the other deeds mint uh, from a month ago. I was I got very lucky. I scored a coda, so I was excited about that. Um, and you know, was reminded how much why I love Phantom so much. I spent you know, and I and this had to be done because it was you know I was with people who were tracking it and understand it better. I spent two ETH in gas to get that transaction done. Insane. Insane. Yeah. Totally insane. But if I would have gone just MetaMask and said, okay, aggressive, uh, I would have never got it. Uh, yeah. I would have been de dead in the water, would have sat there for an hour and a half waiting for transactions, wondering why it's not working, complaining about the network. 
Um, but you know, if you are serious about NFT sniping and collecting, uh, especially on the Ethereum network, and, and I've even had that happen in the Phantom network when AstroKid launched their first uh, their first mint. I got in a little bit late. I, may, I, you know, I didn't even get in late. It was gone in like a minute or something. I got a transaction through. I went, you know, just whatever my default standard was for MetaMask thinking, no problem, it's Phantom. And I got left in the dust. I didn't get any. I had to buy them all, second, uh, all secondary. Do uh, you have any experience, uh, you know, with gas wars? What, you know, what do you, you, on a technical side, is there any advice you can give to, you know, the listeners of the show on, <clears throat> on you know, how to determine the right amount of gas for this kind of stuff? Wait, hold on one second. Hold that thought because I am in the, transaction right now with that for that uman mm. and it's it's been four minutes okay go on it's been four minutes already eh? four minutes to, to purchase this thing thank you phantom